You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Super Bowl champion Mitch Berger now scaling an obstacle course. Mitch, the thing does open for you. You failed that test. Have a seat, buddy. Do you have a clock? It's only five past the top of the hour, but great to see you on the NFL on TuneIn. Hello, 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 hello. Super Bowl champion Mitch Berger. Now, Mitch... How can you tell by this big ring I got shining in your face? Very subtle. Let me have that. And you're happy to see me. Yes. I feel like I know you very well. Yes. But believe it or not, I'm a journalist, so I did some Googling. Oh, crap. And you did. A lot came up. We'll discuss most of it off the air. Came up is one way of putting it. You can never debate the merits of Wikipedia. You know how they describe you? Oh, God. Canadian professional football player. That's right. I thought you were going to say something worse. If we go Alex Trebek, Justin Bieber, William Shatner... Jim Carrey, do you crack the top five of proud Canadians? Oh, proud. Do I crack the top five? I mean, I crack my top five. <laughs> I don't think I crack anybody else's. Uh, well, there's some other ones in there. Some good Canadians. We got uh, some golfers too, right? Yeah. Uh, is there any good golfers? Mike Weir. He's good for five Mike minutes. Good. He, yep, won, yep, he yep. won a Masters and he lost his mind and then didn't do anything else. Yep. What is this? Oh Super Bowl champion Mitch Berger now soaking in Cordell as a pirate. Well, a well, photo that's going to go viral. Mitch, this, have this we posted that to our social media accounts? We, we need to. Well, we he, have 17 people here staring he looks at me. more like a cowboy. Somebody else is the pirate. Somebody. He's an urban cowboy. Wait, yeah. here's, the, here's the deal. <laughs> I had to do a, a segment uh, with NBC Sports there in Washington. Will you sign that for me, one of those? Uh, sure, I'll sign that for you. 50 bucks, pal. 50 bucks. Yeah, right. I want the ring. Um, that's Super Bowl. I'll let you wear it for five seconds for first, 50 bucks. <laughs> here's the deal. So what we had to do was we had to take what we were experiencing here at the Mall of America yeah. into the homes of many that hadn't had the opportunity to come here. So we went to different stores. That was one, which is the old picture store where we could have been a, a crew from the 1920s. We could have been a bunch of gangsters. We could have been yeah. Westerners. We chose to try the Pirates. Why did you pick that? Well, the guy I was with, JP, who actually was actually hosting the segment, he said, you know, I like pirates. Then he tried to be a cowboy. Then he wanted to be a Western. I, yeah, let's just do A lot it. of role playing going on here, he play video games like the rest of us? And he's, yeah. He actually was playing Cowboys Indians and stuff? Well, he or? wanted to do all that stuff. You know, all, all right. that stuff. So we went around from different stores, went to a tennis shoe store, you know, around the corner where they have all the tennis shoes of Michael Jordan in plastic. Mm. And so what you do is you put, a five, you put five bucks into it. There's a key on the remote. You take the key, you slide it in front of the shoe that you want to win. It goes into the hole. It's a $500 shoe. You know, the old school retro Jordans? Yeah, yeah. For five bucks. It's huh. not a bad deal. Yeah. Remember, this huh. is a football show. Yeah. At some point, we could talk about the Super Bowl. I would love what to do you think? <laughs> I like that. You like now, that? my annual like question that. is, why are you here? Yeah. You know that. I usually start with, who is Miss Burger and why am I talking to him? Yeah, you, know, you, you, are the, you are the most cockiest, arrogant, uh, anti-Mitch Burger <laughs> interview that I, I do every you. time. I and you know what's you. funny? I know that you had me at the end of last yes. year. You're the end of my year this year. We I, end made right you, now. I made you the end of my year. So this is, this is my you last interview because what I did was I changed my flight. I changed my flight. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> After this it's interview. too cold and the Minnesota Vikings aren't in the game. Right. My Steelers didn't make the game. My Saints didn't make the game. I don't want to watch either of these losers playing this football game. Losers. Right. Yeah, winner, losers. Okay. You know, same thing. Right. It's, well, it's, 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 it's a fine line. But I don't want to watch this game. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Phoenix Open. Right. I'm going to crack a beer at 10 a.m. Saturday morning. I'm going to drink right. all day at the Phoenix Open with all the crazies and I'm going to go to a Super Bowl party in Phoenix I, in 80 degree weather more instead. More responsible advice from Super Bowl to, champion Mitch Parker <laughs> on the NFL 
shooter. I tried to tell him how special you were and how you were just one of the boys. That's not a traditional kicker's response. Is that it? was no. That was all in. That was that was one of the boys for real, for real. Like we were in Colorado. How you been with the guys in Pittsburgh? You're just one of the boys. You just so happen to be one of the best kickers, punters, and everything under the sun of all time. One of the best. Well, you know what, man? I played quarterback. I played point guard on my basketball teams. I played safety. I played so you're all. An athlete. Well, I'm used to being the captain of the team. And you know how weird it was for me to be a kicker. It <laughs> so was what so great. You're good at it, bro. your soul. And how early did you become on, a punter? How did I become a punter? My dad. I was. I was a really good soccer player when I was little, and I could get—I was the only kid that could get the corner kicks up in the air, so the guys could head them, you know, at a, like at five. And my dad was like, "You know what? He's born and raised in Pittsburgh, raised me in Canada, so he's a Steelers fan since I was three, and so he raised me like an American kid." But he's it, it, back in uh, Pop Warner football. If you kick the extra point, you got two points, and if you ran in, you got one. Back then, they tried to encourage you to kick because you know kids couldn't kick. It was a hard thing to do, snap, hold, everything. So my dad was like, "He found a way that we could score more points." He's like, "I'm going to make you into a field goal." kicker so he found a handbook and he taught me how to kick field goals when I was seven and uh, I just kept doing it as I played all the other sports and was getting better and better and I went to some some camps in the state of Washington and I was beating up on all these kickers in Washington State that were going to all these huge schools and uh, they, the coach goes well where are you going and I go I'm going to Shattern State College in Nebraska on a NIA Division Three half scholarship. They want me to redshirt the first year. That's all I could find. And he goes, I'm sending you to a, a full scholarship junior college. You go show them what you can do. I went to Tyler, Texas. Buffs won the national championship. I made All-American my year in junior college. And then I went in, same same recruiting class as Cordell. I believe we got there the same year, right? Yeah, we did. 91? That's right. May of 91. Same year, as 90, same year with Cordell, and the rest is history. Well, here's the thing, and, and, and I don't think anyone knows this, but you know, literally punt, kicking field goals. You had one of the biggest uh, foots, let's call it plural foots, not feet, <laughs> but foots uh, that I've that I think most people probably don't appreciate because let's just be transparent here. Kickers don't get all the respect they truly deserve other than when you make or miss a field goal. But how good does it feel to see that Morton Anderson had an opportunity to get into the Hall yep. of Fame last year Great. to where now it brings a tremendous amount of relevance to that position? One. That's always seemed like it was on an island by Well, itself. you know what even more so did was when Ray Guy went. When Ray Guy went a couple of years ago, all us punters got together. There's like 30 of us, Greg Coleman, um, yeah. Brian Barker, a bunch of those guys. There's about 30 of us got together. We had a golf tournament. We went down there, and we all cheered Ray Guy getting into uh, – <laughs> you guys are like this. We went and cheered Ray Guy going into the Hall of Fame, and I was like – this is awesome. It sounds like a great idea, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go to see just Ray Guy, though. <laughs> so Michael Strahan, who's a, Michael Strahan has become a good buddy of mine over the years, was getting in the Hall of Fame, too. So I was like, okay, I got kind of two reasons to go. Right. So we go to the party. Ray, guys, I mean, I was just drinking beers the whole time. I'm sensing a theme a in these stories. After, after, yeah, well, you, if we do this enough times, you'll... you'll <laughs> it's only our third the, year together. The theme will be solid. <laughs> um, and uh, they have the party afterwards, and some country guys playing at Ray Guy's, and they have the party after. They all have their little circle in their tent where they have their after party and Ray Guy's got some guy playing a banjo or something like yeah. that. I walk right by Ray Guy's and Bon Jovi and L. Cool J's playing at Stray Hands. I never saw those guys again. No. I just went to Stray Hands party. So you're a punter when it's convenient. That's right. Right. When I, could, I would say that I used, I've used my punting to get me as far as I could possibly get as a punter. Oh, I got you to the mall. Socially. Mall in Minnesota <laughs> and next stop airport. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you have any thoughts on the game? Obviously, Not you really. don't care I, because I, your Steelers you are know not what? playing. You know what? I do. 
I, I have thoughts on this game, and I think that uh, I like the point spread. I'll, I'll, I'll do some illegal betting for you good, here. Good. I, Remember, I, this is the NFL on TuneIn. We don't really talk about gambling, but you're on a roll. The floor is yours. Okay. I, let's say we wouldn't even worry about the point spread. I like Philadelphia in this game. I think Doug Peterson's, I think in every game Bill Belichick coaches in, he wins the second half. They make better adjustments than anybody. They did it in both playoff games. But I think Doug Peterson just made a fool out of the Vikings court Zimmer, Zimmer last week or two weeks ago. Uh, outplayed uh, in the first half and the second half. But I just think that this is a coach that's actually going to rise up to the coaching challenge in this game against Bill Belichick and have something for him. Um, and this team is on a roll. And I just think head to toe, this is a better football team. And usually the coaching gets them past that little extra level when they don't quite have the, the, the talent. And I think Doug Peterson is a very undervalued coach who people are starting to see how great of a job he can do and what he's done with Nick Foles and these guys. I think he's the difference in this game. I like Philadelphia by eight. I mean, when you look at it, when you look Sorry, at no it. Sorry, no points, By oh, eight, thank you. <laughs> when you look, are you overwhelmed or perhaps it could be an understatement? Uh, over. <laughs> Very subtle again. We actually had football analysis. Yeah, Back to you, Cordell. Yeah, we did. Eight points, huh? Well, I, I tell you what. The thing is, and, and I think you hit You guys right call me head. if that happens? Yeah. <laughs> Wherever You'll I'm be at. on the golf course in a days, apparently, yes. in Arizona. But yes. when you look at what, what, what they have been <laughs> able to do, I mean, it's been really, really, really good. I mean, being able to, to adapt to whatever situations that came their way with some players that are marquee players on offense and defense yeah. that come from other teams just last year. Think about Jay, Jay Ajayi when he came yeah. in this year. Yeah. Think about like Garrett Blunt yeah. and leaving New England to come here. Chris yeah. Long, he's yeah. come here. So when you really – and Nick Foles coming back from Kansas City. Yeah. When you look at how this thing has transitioned from Carson Wentz to Nick Foles, yeah. we're not talking midway through the season where he's gotten enough no. reps to get himself prepared. Yeah. We're talking like – Literally within a four-week span, yeah. he had to go from being somewhat a lousy quarterback yeah. that came in and played against Dallas and, yeah. and Oakland yeah. to all of a sudden became a star against Atlanta as well as Minnesota. When you hear about all that extra stuff he's been doing with the receivers and all the extra time they've been taking and how his timing has gotten there better and better. And, you know, uh, going from a, a, a one quarterback to another, catching the balls and the difference and just the, the minute timing, how that's gotten better over the weeks. Um, and also, I, you know what I love in the coaching style, too, and what they've done is they've talked to some special teams coaches to talk about what it's like kicking in this stadium. They've uh, had their practice where they shut it down for a half an hour. We didn't do that in Pittsburgh where they made them sit like it was halftime uh, in practice yesterday and then they, they shut them down and they started practice again to show them what it would be like the Super Bowl because I'll tell you, it's the worst. I mean, you're, in there, minutes, right? you're, in, there, like you're in there forever. You yeah. have to, it's like you play two different games. Tory Holt told me he took an IV it was so long. It was crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy, but the fact that they're actually smart enough in their first trip to do some of these things that Pittsburgh, we'd been there before, we didn't know do those things. I just they're ahead of the curve in a bunch of ways that first-time teams usually aren't and uh just what he's done with this team how do you lose the mvp but you win the super but you go to the super bowl right. it's unbelievable yep. it speaks to the complete nature of the roster you think yep. about all the talent other than now you're talking about a backup quarterback now mitch we could do this for hours but you have a plane to catch finally <laughs> how many times has cordell mentioned to you as an emergency punter no training no background afc special teams player of the week in baltimore who he would. You don't know the story? No. How come I tell your stories better than you? Because tell your dear friend who's a punter about your time as Mitch a punter. Mitch and I never had an opportunity to do that, but Mitch, you know I was a, such a phenomenal athlete when we were at Colorado. You knew yeah. that already. So this shouldn't surprise you to an extent. But hey, we play against the Jets. They're in their home stadium. So I'm sitting on the bench. Anthony Wright, we know the name. Anthony yeah, Wright played course. quarterback with yeah. Dallas, and also he played with the Baltimore Ravens. We're sitting on the bench, and you know we're just talking and chopping it up or whatever, and and all of a sudden, the punter gets hurt. 
So, you know, Thanksgiving time, they sucker the rookies into going and buy the turkeys and all that great yeah. stuff. So A. Wright sit next to me and he bumps me with the elbow. He says, Stu, you got to go in and punt. I said, what are you talking about? So I'm serious. He said, the punter got hurt. So I look up and there's Brian Billick. He's like, Cordell, start warming up. I'm like, for what? He said, go in and punt. <laughs> so my first punt is out of the end zone. The, literally, I'm two inches away from the end zone. The ball's probably on maybe the four-yard line. So you know you have to. How'd you to like be, that feeling? Dude. <laughs> bro, I, I, honestly, the respect went to another level. So I punted. I punted too quick because I was nervous. Yep. It was a line drive. It probably got no higher than maybe 20 feet off the ground. And you know that's not high. So it may have hit the 30-yard line and bump. You know, maybe. Yeah. You know, so Adelius Thomas comes up to me and said, Cordell, man, you got to put it up in the air. At least let us know if you're going to do whatever. So two punts later, I'm in the same position again. They're now like maybe on a 10-yard line. So I'm kind of in the middle. And Dion, before I go in, after hitting those line drives, he said, man, get your foot up in the air. So I get my foot up in the air into the wind. I punt a 50-yard punt. It literally lands on the 50-yard line. A spiral. I didn't even feel it come off my foot. That's when it's the really good punch, right? Yeah, yeah the smile. Right. And so all of a sudden, we get back. We go to meetings on Monday. You know, we chopping it up. Wednesday come around. Oh, Coach Brian Billy looks at the list. And he kind of bats his eyes a little bit and shakes his head. He say, hey, and special teams player of the week, AFC special teams <laughs> player of the week, Cordell Stewart. And everybody's like, everybody down there passed out. Wait, in the wait, the room. team special teams player of the week or the AFC? AFC, AFC, AFC Conference, special conference, teams player of the week, Mitch. I never won an AFC special teams player of the week. Bro, how about you, boy? I won about 50, <laughs> I won about 50 <laughs> NFC, but, but no AFC. You know what it points out? Anybody can be a punter. That's my takeaway. That is what it points out. And if any, any, anybody was going to make that comment, it would be you to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tradition. It. Unlike it. any other. You're going to a golf course. Mitch, we're going to miss you. This feels like the end of our broadcast week. You're you the closer what? every year it's at the, the Super Bowl. I am the closer, and I'll close with this. Good night. Drop the mic. There goes Mitch Berger. <laughs> Allow me to shake Thank your hand. You, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, Always bro. a pleasure. That's my Safe guy travels. Right there. Love That's our friend, the only punter we allow on the hey, show. Love him to death. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.